Welcome back to the 40 Man Podcast. My name is Devin Bomshin. This is baseball's past, present, and future for the average fan by the average fan. Today I'm joined by Nevin Drake, the above average baseball fan. I mean, I'm not even giving him enough credit there. His knowledge of sports in general is uh, extremely vast. And if you guys want to listen to more of what he has to say, you can check out his podcast on Spotify called The Black Shirts Podcast. This week is a very special week in baseball because, uh, what is it, Nevin? Opening opening weekend? Is that correct? Tomorrow's opening day. Tomorrow is opening day. We are sitting down here uh, getting this episode out for you on uh, Wednesday, the 6th of April. Opening day is the 7th for most of the league. So we're going to go ahead and just go down the line about all the games, um, their starting pitchers, their matchups, what do we have to think about it, and then um, then we'll get into it. Starting with the first game of the day for tomorrow, and that's going to be Brewers at Cubs, the Cubs' home opener. You've got Corbin Burns on the mound for Milwaukee, and then you've got Kyle Hendricks on the mound for the Cubs. What do you think? Go ahead and pencil that in as a Brewers win, maybe. Why? I don't know why Marcus Stroman's not their opening day starter. Kyle Hendricks, it sucks. We, we've already started to see Kyle Hendricks um, suck, but we have also seen Marcus Stroman... Already saying he wants to play in the Bay. He doesn't want to be in Chicago. Uh, he signed and he, was, there. he just signed there during the offseason. And he's already starting to tweet about going to the Bay, going to the Bay. You know, San Francisco Giants, that is. He's a troll. He's like Trevor Bauer without the beating women. Allegedly. <laughs> uh, moving on to the second game of the day. Um, I guess we can just go to uh, Pirates at Cardinals. We've got JT Brubaker. Pitching for the Pirates, and then Adam Wainwright pitching for the Wayno Cards. Wayno is still alive. I don't know how. Wayno, but he's 40? Is he 40 this year? Yes. This is his, his uh, 40, age 40, 41 season. Good God. And he's still good, too. He, he's not bad in any regards whatsoever, and I think this will be um, a you, phenomenal season for the Cardinals. because you know who's better than who he's better than? JT Brubaker. No, t- the, the, the Pirates have what? Two the players Pirates, going for him? Are frustrating me because of their whole treatment with O'Neill Cruz, their six-seven badass shortstop. I don't know if he's actually a shortstop, like in the future, but that kid rakes. Like he's a goon. He had he had like very limited time. He hit one home run last year, and if you actually look at it, it was a ball at his ankle that he just golfed out. Usually being 6'7", they can't hit the ball low. So he's he's 6'7", 220 shortstop, so he's got, he's got an interesting build for a shortstop, to say the least. Moving on to uh, the, the Cardinals side of this matchup, though, I think that the Cardinals have the edge on the season, let alone just this matchup against the Pirates, because who did they sign in the offseason, Nevin? What big name in baseball who was a free agent this year that the Cardinals just happened to sign for possibly his last year? Well, let me tell you, his name was Albert Pujols. Albert uh, Pujols will uh, finish his, his career according to uh, his plans uh, that he mentioned um, with MLB, uh, CBS, Fox Sports. Literally every every single market covered this story. Uh, he said that he'd like to finish his career in St. Louis with a single-year contract. He so, wants a retirement tour. He wants what everybody <laughs> did for Mariano Rivera and Jeter and all of that. I mean, he's, he's debatably better than Jeter. He is better than Jeter. Uh, not even debatably, sure. Um, but he'll join Yadi Molina uh, in possibly Yadi's last couple of years, if not his last year. 
uh, as a Cardinal or in the league in general because he's getting up there in age as well. Yeah, I don't like Yadi Molina. I, I love Yadi, but nope. not. I don't think he's as good as Salvador Perez, who will be playing at 310 um, in their home opener. The Royals will be playing the Cleveland Guardians going into their home opener. Shane Bieber for Cleveland and Zach Grinke on the mound for Kansas City for his first appearance um, in Kansas City in a while. Yeah, you, here's how you win it for the Royals. Put up one run. Because you're playing the Guardians, who will have a bottom five offense in the league this year. And that's even with Fran Mil Reyes, who is an absolute animal. They don't call him the Fran Mil for nothing. They have Fran Mil, Ahmed Rosario, and not nobody else that can actually play offense. If you look at if you look at the um, the batting lineup for uh, for Cleveland against Zach Greinke, two players are how many? What four players have a zero batting average against him? Uh, we've got Bobby Bradley who's zero for four, Ernie Clement who's zero for three. You've got Daniel Johnson who's zero for two, and then you've got Josh Naylor who's zero for two. I think they lost Harold Ramirez. Oh, and then uh, and then Zimmer Brad or Bradley Zimmer is uh he's, Young, younger brother of Kyle Zimmer. He is. 0 for 5 with a RBI against Did you see Ricky. where Kyle Zimmer went? Uh, I did not. I believe he went, I want to say the Giants? I don't know. But Framil Reyes has a 167 average against Grinky. Um, 12 total at bats, one home run off of him, one RBI. Oh, he went to the Reds, my bad. He went to the Reds, yeah. okay. And then uh, Harold R- Ramirez is uh, 286. And Ahmed Rosario does have a 400 batting average with 10 total at bats against him, so. You know, um, and then if you look at Shane Bieber's stats against uh, against the Royals, it's a lot different. Kyle Isbell is the only player who has um, a zero batting average. He's over two against Shane. Well, we have a bunch of. By we, I am a Royals fan by nature, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of people who have gotten a lot of the bats against him. Same division. That's kind of how that works. I mean, Whit Merrifield has a 241 in 29 at-bats. Hunter Dozier, sadly, has a 136 in 22 at-bats. Um, total home runs, Salvador Perez has the most with two off of Shane Bieber in 15 at-bats with a 267 average. Um, weirdly enough, Andrew Benatendi has a 563 average. 16 at-bats, one home run, three RBIs. Let's go, Benny. So, um, I think that uh, I think the Royals will have the home opener, and I, I they may be uh they may be pretty they may be pretty decent this year because of the uh, the announcement of Mr. Bobbert Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. joining the opening day roster the for the he Boobster is, himself. Uh, yes. yes, Kansas City has two Boobsters, by the way. Mm-hmm. You got Bobby, and then you got Chris Boobich. Mm-hmm. Which I'm surprised they still have him on the roster. Yeah, he's starting on Sunday for them. And we'll be at that game, won't we? Yep. That will be a, that will be a very fun game. I'm just excited to see Bobby Witt play. I'm getting I, I'm getting a jersey. Are, I, yeah, I think that's in the books. I think that's in the books. <laughs> I can make that one happen. Uh, the next matchup, the one I'm uh, I'm excited for, uh, is Mets at Nationals. And the one downside is that we will not see either Steven Strasburg, Strasburg or Max Scherzer pitching in this game. I have this one penciled in as a Nationals win. I do too, out of pure bias, because I am a Nationals fan. Not by nature, but by choice. Although, Tyler McGill, you can quote me on this, is the next Jacob DeGrom. I don't believe you whatsoever. 
he is four for six on his career with a four fifty two ERA. So, I I don't think he's that good. I I don't. But who knows? I mean, he's he's so facing up against Patrick Corbin, so this will be a batter of pitchers who are neither neither of which are good. Patrick Corbin has improved since last year, maybe, hopefully. But um, but he's he's no Steven Strasburg, and he's definitely no Max Scherzer, who is now a Met after uh, after some some signings during the offseason. Went from being a National to a Dodger last year, and then a Dodger Dodger to a Met this year. Who's starting for the? The Mets game too is that the it Bassett should be. Hound? Oh no, it's Scherzer. It should be Scherzer. Scherzer was knocked to the number two pitching spot. Bassett by the Mets. Hounds got the third game. Chris Bassett. But uh, Max Scherzer was dropped to the number two spot um, for Jacob Degrom, who is on injury leave at the moment and uh, is not expected to pitch for the next like three weeks. I think. Are we surprised? No, it's the that Mets. three weeks will be extended to about two months. He'll get in one game, throw five <laughs> scoreless re. Tweak whatever right. he has going on. It's probably his forearm, but that's just how it goes. He'll throw like twelve pitches, a hundred, hundred plus in a row. The ESPN two game of the day is going to be Reds at Braves. You've got uh, Tyler Molly and uh, Max Fried on the mound. The Reds are a joke. <laughs> As an organization, <laughs> they are a joke. They were like somewhat good last year. They were in playoff contention for most of the year. What do they do? Get rid of everyone. Hey, but they brought in Kyle Zimmer. <laughs> uh, they've got Joey Votto, who has a a three 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 average and against still Max Fried. He's still bangs. He's how old is he? Thirty eight, thirty nine. He's he, God. He's so old. Um, but is Joey Votto still on the team. Jesse seen, Winker's there now. Have you seen his TikTok? His TikTok is hilarious. And Jesse Winker's not there anymore. He's oh, on the Mariners. Did he get moved again? No, he was. He was. Oh yeah, he did get moved. Yeah, he got. He wow. got moved in the Jake Fraley deal. That's right. Eugenio Suarez. They uh, they Winker moved him right before Fraley. they announced opening day rosters. Yeah. Or right after they announced opening day rosters. Uh, Jonathan India, he's a beast, by the way. India is probably the only player on the Reds other than Votto who's got any potential. I do like him. Did he win? He won the Rookie of the Year last year for the National League, right? National League Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, I, I think the bet was something like if you would have put ten dollars down, you would have won twenty five thousand dollars. If he, when he won Rookie of the Year. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's almost like the bet where all six uh, all six top men's basketball teams lost, and you were late by an Which hour. Which I told people to make. You woke up after the first game and was like, you know what? Let's put money on this. And uh, the only game that didn't hit was what the Miami game. No, the Oregon game. The Oregon game, yeah. Because I had Oregon beating USC, and they lost by two. Because Evan Peterson sucks. Moving on to the next game is Houston versus uh, Anaheim. Uh, the LA Angels of Anaheim will have their home opener against uh, Framber Valdez, uh, as Shohei Otani will uh, take the starting nod for the Angels. Is it showtime? It is showtime. He'd probably, he's hitting there's a DH too, I would imagine, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised. They haven't put out their lineup yet, but I'm sure that's what they'll do. Uh, Justin Upton, no longer on the Angels. He is a free... He was either designated for assignment or he was released, I'm pretty sure. It was There was someone else who was like crazy like popular, but was picked up on yeah. waivers. He was DFA'd, yeah, so he's on, he's on nobody right now. I'm still confused on what designating for assignment means, but... You You're know. basically just telling a player to piss off so you can make room for another player. Makes sense. Basically, when you designate somebody for assignment, you have 10 days to either cut them or trade them. 
That's true. So if you look at the pitching matchup here, uh, Houston batters versus Otani um, have put up a total of four total um, runs scored. And then if you look at LA uh, versus Fran Bervaldez, um, it's in the uh, it's in the double digits. So I think that I think hey I think the I think the Astros are not going to be that good this year. It's kind of weird that they don't have they don't have uh, Verlander starting. I yeah. guess they're kind of waiting for their home opener for Verlander. Granted, he's 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 still hurt, isn't he? In some no, he's healthy now. He's healthy now. Okay. Yeah, because I knew he had he had problems with it last year, but I didn't know if, if he, he had finally recovered enough. He's an old dude. Like, I just want to see him retire a Tiger. I don't like him as an Astro. I never have. Nobody does. I want to see him retire as a Tiger. But Framber being their starting pitcher for the Angels home opener, he's eleven and six last season, twenty four seventeen all time with three seventy four all time ERA. Um, he's only had, he only has three hundred and three total strikeouts in sixty seven games, so he's not he's not the strike him out kind of kind of pitcher, but uh, he's definitely he's definitely a pitcher that's not terrible. But I think he's that's, young. That's what he is. Uh, he's only been in the league for about four and a half five years now. But uh, I think that I think Otani being younger in the league standards, um, I should say, like in service time, that is, I think that, uh, I think that, I think Otani has this one in the bag. Easy peasy. I think the Angels are going to be much improved this year. They'll get Rendon back healthy. He'll be back to his normal self. I, I hope so. As a, as a Nationals fan, I hope this Maybe not represents. MVP caliber, but he'll, he'll, he'll be, be in the, he'll good. be definitely gold glove, hopefully, silver slugger, hopefully, at the third base position. So, and, and the Angels definitely need that. They need a step up from Brandon Marsh, Joe Dell, those young guys. No Syndergaard can come back, pitch to his form that we know he can be. Oh, yeah, Syndergaard's on the Angels now, too. That's, I, I, I forgot about that. Jared Walsh still needs to <laughs> continue what he did last year. Uh, moving just a little farther south than uh, than I guess that's more east than it is south. We're going to uh, we're going to the Diamondbacks. Padres will be visiting the Diamondbacks, and uh, you Darvish on the mound for the Padres, and uh, Madison Bumgarner will be pitching for uh, for the Diamondbacks. We had a conversation about this in the car the other day. Actually, I think it was yesterday about your thoughts on Bumgarner pitching this year, and I think you said that he's going to come back. With like vengeance and be his old self again. Yes, he's gonna be good. I don't know about his old self, but he's gonna be good because he's Mad Bum, and basically just whenever you think he should be done, he's not. See Game Seven, twenty fourteen. I cried that day. I did not cry. I threw a remote. <laughs> Metaphorically, I cried. I don't cry, um, but I mean, Madison Bumgarner is a good pitcher. Um, I, it, the last couple seasons haven't showed that for him, but I, I think that I think that he has the potential to come back to get relatively close to what he used to be with the Giants, especially 2014. Mad 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 Bum would be uh, a pipe dream to watch play again, especially in a Diamondbacks uniform because those uniforms are pretty clean. I, I like their uh, I like their their throwback with the uh, the neon purple and. The, yeah, the turquoise, the Randy Johnson ones, dude, they're so good. Randy Johnson, or their uh, their City Connect jerseys are pretty nice. Yeah, uh, this, uh, the, Ser- the Serpentes or something. The Serpentes, uh, those are pretty good. But I- I'd like to see Madison Bumgarner be good again. Um, even though I don't like the Giants, being both a Nationals fan and being raised in Kansas. Well, and here, here is the uh, here's the deal with you, Darvish, right? 
You Darvish, when they, since they cracked down on sticky substances last year, right? He had the highest qualified av- or ERA of any, not lowest, highest. highest of any MLB pitcher since they cracked down on foreign substances. You Darvish is not good, and he has not been for a while. I mean, he had a 4.22 last year with an 8 and 11 record in 30 games, 166.1 innings pitched. Um, I mean. I mean, you make a solid point, especially with the, uh, especially with the whole sticky substance situation. I mean, I mean, the Yankees had their problems with. Uh, I can't even think of his name. All of a sudden, Garrett I'm Cole. Disp- Thank you, Garrett Cole. They had their problems with Garrett Cole. I'm disappointed in myself for not knowing that off the top of my head. But I mean, they had their problems with Garrett Cole. I, the Trevor Bauer had his problems. Uh, he had. I mean, he has other problems too, but. He had his problems with sticky substances. There's a lot of guys who came out and was like, they're cracking down on this for the dumbest reasons possible. And now there's a bunch of arm injuries for pitchers that we've noticed in the last year or so. So, I mean, I don't know. They say it helps them avoid injury. I don't think anything helps you avoid injury. The only thing that helps you avoid injury is not doing anything that will cause injury, which would be not playing a sport. Yeah, I still get hurt all the time. (laughs) I mean... Sure. Uh, the two games on Thursday, a.k.a. tomorrow, that would be canceled are going to be a Red Sox at Yankees. I know you were super excited for that game because you're a Red Sox fan. Go Sox. By choice. And then uh, Mariners will not be playing in Minnesota due to inclement weather, according to uh, according to the Twins' official page. Why? They're in Minnesota. They built a brand new stadium. They were playing in the Metrodome, but I understand, right? It's Target Field open in, what, 2008? Somewhere around there? Build another dome. You're in Minnesota. I don't know. Side tangent. The Buffalo Bills are building a new stadium. It's costing quite a few dollars. We'll put it that way. Still not building a dome in Buffalo, New York. This is ridiculous. But yet the Rays think they need one. But the Rays Dome is pretty cool, let's be honest. No, it's not. It's pretty cool. It's like the worst, if not the second worst stadium in all of baseball. What's what's their worst? The A's. They just went out of Oakland. Yeah, but their stadium sucks too. Aren't they, didn't they have that like master plan for like a, a new one? Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. They're going to move to Vegas. I hope so. They're either going to move to Vegas or they're going to move across the bay to the San Fran area. We'll have two San Francisco teams, three LA teams, two LA teams, three, two LA teams, and well, San Diego listen, team. If you if if you are if you're, if you're the Warriors, right, mm-hmm. and you could still be called Golden State Warriors, and their thing was the Golden Gate Bridge, and they were in Oakland, mm-hmm. then you can still be the Oakland A's in San Francisco. That's true. Moving on to Friday's game. After that quick side tangent, uh, Friday's games. We're going to start the day off. With a uh, with a twelve oh five game, the official Yankees game uh, home opener against the Red Sox. Against the Red Sox, you'll have uh, Eovaldi pitching for Boston, and then you'll have Garrett Cole on the mound for the Yanks. And the Red Sox win because Eovaldi is a freak of nature against the Yankees. <laughs> well, I mean, we could pull up the stats for that if we wanted to. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Every time he plays the Yankees, I think he hates the Yankees just as much as every other Red Sox player. I I don't blame him. Um, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the roster that uh, MLB has on their official site, half of the uh, half the averages are below below two, and then you've got a couple guys who are you know Aaron Judge is hitting four hundred, LeMahieu is hitting four hundred, um, 
Kyle Higashioka is six sixty seven. Best power hitter in baseball. He's got three at bats, two RBIs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. against uh, against Diavaldi. I mean, you've got a couple guys in the twos: uh, John Carlos Dantlin, Claver Torres, Gio Urshela, uh, Luke Voigt. Um, but Joey Gallo has a one forty six. Luke Voigt's not on the Yankees anymore. He's not. No, he's on the Padres. Yeah. There's been a lot of off-season moves that have kind of just messed with my knowledge of rosters. John Heyman is the only thing I need to keep up with it. There's a lot of stuff going on. The the Yankees... Here's what I think. I think Glaber Torres is going to bounce back this year. Because he just lost all ability to hit for power last year. Don't know why. I blame Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez is gone. Now a member of the Twins, alongside Gio Rochella. Uh, the Yankees bring in Isaiah Kainer-Kalefa, Josh Donaldson. The Yankees are a better team than they were last year. I think so. A lot of Yankees fans hate the Kainer-Kalefa part of the deal. Mm-hmm. But he is a plus-plus defender. He's, he's an okay bat. He'll hit 250. 250 with 10 bombs, maybe. But, I mean, that, that's a pretty decent bat for you guys. Plus, if Gleyber Torres can get back to... Like rookie second year Gleyber Torres, then that's the bat you need out of the middle infield. That's a Marcus Simeon type bat. Yeah, the glove still sucks though. <laughs> anyway, back to five minutes after uh, first pitch of Red Sox at Yankees is going to be White Sox at Detroit Tigers. You got Lucas Giolito pitching for the White Sox, and then you've got Eduardo Rodriguez on the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers are so interesting. They're interesting. It's they weird are. to say. The Tigers are always boring. It's Detroit. I hate Detroit. But they got Javi Baez, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who's been a staple for my Red Sox for a, lo- a-, a long time, it seems. Uh, bringing up Spencer Torkelson. Riley Green's soon to follow. They got a very, very interesting and young pitching staff. Got Casey Mice, Tarek Stu- uh, Skubel. They got... Uh, I think his name's Matt Manning. Is that? Yeah. He's on there. Uh, there's another one that I'm thinking of. Oh, Turnbull, but he's out uh, for a while. But they, they have a good young staff. They got some good young players to work to do. Javi Baez is, you know, 260. Riley Green should be coming up at least in the next couple months. Yes, first two Since months guaranteed. And if he's not, light the organization on fire because he's they're trying to manipulate service time again. I, I just question how you can bring up Spencer Torkelson when Riley Green is, is debatably a better a better player. He's a better prospect and a better player at this point, but they think Torque's bat they think Torque's bat would have played uh, immediately last year. Or, like, when he was drafted, they think his bat would have played right away in, in the bigs. And I, I don't know. I'm not sold on him yet. Uh, he's, he's, what, the number three prospect overall? It's It was Bobby Witt, and then it was... He's fourth. Adley Rushman. He's fourth, because he's behind J-Rod. Yep. He was behind J-Rod of the, uh, the Mariners organization. But, um, I mean, he, he was such a high prospect, but I, I think that... I think that, you know, you, you still got to give your younger guys a little bit of time underneath you in the minors to really hone their craft before you bring them up. And he only hit 238 in AAA. Yeah. But, I mean, if you compare that to the stats of some of the other guys. But the, OPS of 881, so it balances you know, out. It's all it's always about productivity, not necessarily 
about, you know, how much you can hit. It's about how you can hit. If you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Uh, situational hitting. Yeah, exactly. Three run home runs. That, that's what gets, that's what will do it for you. That is the most important stat for an offense in baseball is a three run home run. It's weird. There's a of, really, really deep dive study done on this by somebody. I don't remember who it was. I watched some of it. And we could talk about that later on. That was very interesting. We can make a whole episode about the yeah. randomness of like, ex- like exclusive stats and stuff yeah, like it's, that. Yeah, it's crazy. Because the world of baseball, I'm going to go off on a tangent now. The world of baseball used to be so simple. It was hits, runs, your ERA, your strikeouts, your walks, your innings pitched, right? There wasn't anything crazy like... like how productive a batter was, or like uh, wins, o- wins over replacements. WRC plus, OPS plus. Thank uh, you. Listen, one advanced stat I do love, BABIP. I love BABIP, all right? Batting average on balls in play, my favorite thing ever, because when a hitter gets unlucky, you just say, BABIP, what are you going to do? That's BABIP. No, but, but those, those advanced stats have made the game less enjoyable to watch. I love baseball. That's the, re- that's the reason I'm here. I love baseball. But when I sit down and I watch The defensive metrics kill me. Oh, my God. The when framing I- rate. Th- listen, I don't know if you guys know who the, uh, who Foolish Baseball is. But oh, my God. I love Great. That. Great. One of the best dudes with stats there is. He loves advanced stats. And even he said, because Salvador Perez gets, like, literally crapped on all the time for being, quote-unquote, the worst defensive catcher in baseball because he can't frame. There is no legitimate framing metric that is accurate and yet everybody's like he has the worst frame rate in baseball you can't accurately measure framing because every umpire is different and i think uh, back on a whole nother tangent salvador perez being a kansas guy being a previous catcher myself granted kansas city is in missouri whatever being from you know the kansas city market i think that salvador perez is debatably the best catcher in the league and you could say you could say that Yasmani Grandal, who I despise because him being a White Sox and everyone says he's better than in Salvador Perez, had the worst offensive production of a catcher in history when he last hit like year. Like one eighty one or something like. He that? was abysmal. He was minorly. He was he was single A player playing in triple A or even playing the big leagues level metrics. I think, uh, I I think and. He is the slowest player in baseball by a pretty well. No, I don't know if he's slower than Pujols, but he's not slower than Tortuga. Mm, he's a beast. The though. Twins have the largest man in baseball. Acedillo's gone, by the way. He's not he's, on the Twins. Oh anymore. my God! You're right. Where'd he go? I don't even remember, but I just know he's not there anymore. Oh my God! Oh man, my Twins fan friend is is sad. First off, he lost Barrios in the offseason. That was a good trade. That yeah. was a good trade. Austin Martin, he's gonna be good. Another bandy boy. We're so off topic now. That's fine. We're so off. Moving on to the games later in the day. At 2.05 uh, is going to be the uh, the Oakland A's, soon to be the Las Vegas A's, I'm sure. Moving over cross-country to open the Phillies home series, you'll have Frankie Montas pitching with Aaron Nola on the mound. They're starting Frankie Montas? Yeah. Why? I guess so. I, I don't know. He lost his, his, his friend, Sean Manaya. To the, to the Friars, but I don't know why you would play Montas, especially you could risk him getting hurt and then you get nothing for a trade for him. Because he's going to be gone within the first two months, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I hope the Royals get him. They've been in talks. The Royals need a pitching staff, but that's another topic for another yes, day. But there's no reason you should be playing Frankie Montas if you're going to trade him. I mean, if, if, 
if you are going to trade him, I think playing him is is a little bit of an understandable option. I mean, you you do have to be like, hey, he he's not just good off of last season. He can also perform this season. Yeah, and it ups the trade stock there. But you also do run the risk of having an injury, and injuries hurt both physically and your well, your money amount. And Montas was another one of the pitchers who kind of got rocked a little bit after they cracked down on yeah substances. I but mean, there were a lot of pitchers that were. But he he kind of he found his groove later in the year again. But I, I don't know. I think I think the A's are struggling um, solely off the fra- fact that uh, who, who? What's the metric? It's um, is it Mania who's getting paid more than the entirety of the A's roster this year? Aaron Judge's Garrett Cole is getting paid more than the entirety of the a- A's roster this year. Yeah, uh, they're down to thirty-three million, I think, which is. I mean, the A's are known for playing Moneyball. This isn't Moneyball. This isn't Moneyball. This, this is, is a blatant manipulation of what they're able to do, which is nothing. They can put the worst product uh, on the field. They have Jed Lowry, though. Former Red Sox legend. They do have Jed Lowry. And Sean Murphy. He's good. They have Sean Murphy behind the plate. He'll be gone within the next couple of years. He'll, he'll, either, he'll either leave or, you know, being being a catcher, he might retire in the next couple of years because catchers don't have the longevity that that you want out of them. But the Phillies are good. They, they're in year in and year out. I hate to admit that as a Nationals fan. They might be the worst defensive team ever assembled, but that's the way <laughs> That's the way that Dave Dombrowski rules offense over defense every day. Their, I mean, their corner outfielders are going to be Nick Cassianos and Kyle Schwarber. They they made some seriously good plays over the offseason. It's it's ridiculous to think about. Like, they have Bryce Harper in the outfield, who they've had for four years now, three years now. This will be his fourth season. Cassianos will DH then. Schwarber will play outfield. I would imagine. Cassianos is out there. They picked up Schwarber, which. Played phenomenally for for the Nationals last year uh, and the Red Sox and the Red Sox last year. I forgot there was that trade there, but um, I mean it's it's a little weird to think that that uh, the Phillies have such a star studded roster and have not made the playoffs. They have a pretty good rotation too. They do. What, I Zach mean, Wheeler, Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola's an absolute dog. Yeah, he's pretty good. But Zach Wheeler also pretty. Zach good. Wheeler's also relatively good. I mean, you have to. I mean, there's so many. There's so many people on this roster that we could look through. You know, it's weird. They have Brad Hand now, which is a meh pickup. But... <laughs> he was not good last year at all. Well, he wasn't. And then, I mean, it's the same situation as Brad Boxberger, where he was really good, and then he went to a team and just crapped his pants. But by the way, Brad Ryan Hand's Sheriff. first, Brad Hand's first uh, pitch as a Philly in spring training was a home run. <laughs> Bless you. I'm allergic to home runs. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen you hit one. No, I can't do it, dude. I can't do it. I have warning track power all day. I'm a gap-to-gap kind of guy. They, they I do play the game the right way. The right way. The, the good old way. With a lot of grit. A yeah, lot of, a lot of grit. Uh, a lot of fundamentals. Fundamentals, yeah. They, they were made to have J2 Realmoto behind, behind the plate. Overrated. He is, but he's still a, he's, he's, he's still a really good catcher. They have Rice Hoskins in the outfield. Didi Gregorius. Sorry, Reese Hoskins. Um, they've got Gene Segura in the infield. No, but Alec Gregorius Cole. will not be starting for most of the year. I, I would doubt say. it. No, it'll be uh, Bryson Stott. He's a beast. I think he's their number one prospect. I want to say. 
I don't know if he's been announced to come up yet or not. No, but he will. He will make the roster but, at some point if he hasn't already. Let's it. let's just go down the list of their their six on roster outfielders: Nick Castellanos, terrible defensively; Bryce Harper, mid overrated. I like Harper. I don't know why. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm still biased against Bryce Harper because he left the Nationals high and dry, but because he was he was our he was our golden boy. And then he's like, I'm going to your, your in-conference rival, your in-league rival. Division. In-division rival. That's the word you're looking for. I'm still stuck on college basketball right now, all right? But I'm going to go to your in-division rival and then proceed to mess up in my in my uh, press conference. Going to bring, a, bring a, a title back to D.C., which he proceeded to do by letting us win the World Series that year. But uh, I, I don't like Bryce Harper for that fact, but I will admit... I will admit, he's got talent. But I will not say... Two-time MVP, Bryce Harper. I do not think that he is in the MVP running every year. And everyone says that he is. He's not. My pick to win MVP for the National League this year is Juan Soto. I think think that he should. If he puts up a rookie year performance or this his year. second half performance last year for the entire year. Also true. Uh, if, he continues his walk rate, if he continues his walk rate, oh my god. If he if he if he combines the the power that he had his rookie year with his second half performance of last year plus you add on you add on the maintained walk rate. But think about this, right? If every assuming everybody is healthy, right? Mm-hmm. The National League MVP is anyone like it is Oh DeGrom, Scherzer, Acuna, Acuna, Soto, Soto. Harper, Tatis. I don't think Tatis will get it. He will at some point. If if he can Walker continue, Bueller. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real vulgar here. If he can continue to have MLB and the fan base sucking him off like they have been since he made his debut, he'll get an MVP. But he won't get it for being a good athlete or a good he shortstop. Good. He's he's, he's not, terrible defensively. He's not a shortstop anymore. He's it's, a right fielder. They moved him to right field. He's been he played it for like the most of or like most of the second half last year. I didn't care much about the Padres anyway. Yeah, they choked. They they did, but I mean, he's he, he. I don't even think he'll get it as an outfielder because you still have to think. You still have to think how defensively he has to be. Nobody cares about defense in the outfield That's anymore. That's true. It's all about how many home he runs he rakes. Can hit. The kid rakes. He does, and he's got swagger. That's the only reason I like the guy. I love Tatis. That's it's the only reason I don't have like a big circle and a and a line through it on a poster in my room. He's a fun guy. He's fun to watch, but Another he's name. not good. Another name. Assuming he's healthy and playing up to what he can be, Francisco Lindor. He's not worth a contract, but I agree with you. Yeah, if he if he plays like Indian Lindor, he's an MVP candidate. We got so off topic because I mentioned Bryce Harper, a double bubble Herrera, double bubble bubblegum Herrera is going to be in the outfield for the uh, for the Phillies as well. They've also got uh, Mickey Boniak and Kyle Schwarber, and then Matt Matt Beerling in the outfield. They've got a pretty stacked outfield. They've got four guys who instantly are like, okay, Matt Beerling. Uh, definitely, he's gonna be a stud. I hope so. Phillies fans seem to like him a lot. Uh, Mickey Moniak, I still think he's gonna be good. Give mm. him time. He, he's been up for a little bit. Just give him a little bit of time. I think he'll be good. I think we've given too much time to, to the, the Phillies. Phillies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the next game. Five minutes later, is gonna be Orioles at 
the Tampa Bay Rays. I think the Rays have a chance to make another postseason run this year. They they do it. Listen, they, they've done it the last like three years. The AL East, go. the AL East, there are no days off except for you're playing the Orioles. <laughs> there are a few days off, but that division is a gauntlet. You have the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, the Yankees, the Rays, the Orioles, <laughs> and then there's the Orioles. Whatever. They made a couple moves. The Orioles is like hitting the start button on like your timer when you're running the fitness grand pacer test in, in grids. When is it done, please? <laughs> right. But they, they, they made a couple moves. They did? I, I will say that. They have John Means on the mound against uh, Shane McClanahan. God, I love that name. McClanahan. Speaking of another Shane, uh, Shane Boz is a beast. You're not wrong. I, I mean, I'm really excited for Maverick to come back and play. He, he's my he's the he's my favorite player in the whole league. Maverick, Brett Phillips. For those who don't know who Maverick is, I love Maverick. He's so energetic. I don't like Brett Phillips. How do you not like Brett Phillips? He sucks. He's not good. He's not all star quality good, but he's not. He's not bad. Yeah, he is. He's not that bad. He. What What's so funny though? Is is his pitching appearance last year? Yes, that was pretty funny. That was that the was the full greatest. sprint in from the outfield. In from the, in, he didn't even he didn't even want to take a bullpen cart. He was like, "We're doing this." Yeah, he just took a full sprint. Had the had the most hype walk up song in any in any pitching appearance of the year. And then he proceeded to throw what and uh, what, what was it eighty six mile an hour something like that down yeah. the middle. That was that was funny. I'll give him that. Right. I mean, I, I think that the I think that the, the Rays are gonna make another run this year. They they've gotta fight for it because the Yankees are good, the Red Sox are good, the the Blue Jays are the best team in the MLB apparently. And no, behind the, the Dodgers. Let's talk about the Blue Jays for a second. Do you think that they got better? They lost Robbie Ray yes. and Marcus Simeon. Yes. They gained Kevin Gossman. Jose Barrios. No, he was there last year. I'm talking about just this offseason. Oh, just this offseason. Okay. They lost Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon, right? Mm-hmm. They replaced him with Kevin Gosman, Yusei Kikuchi, and Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman was a really good pickup. Yeah. And they robbed the... Yeah, I can't say Crap. That. They robbed the ever-living crap out of out of Oakland. Granted, Oakland doesn't care anymore. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure their management is just like, all right, well, if we have to move, we have to move. They want to move. They want to lose as much as possible, so attendance is just non-existent and then they can be like look nobody here cares let's move do the same thing that the Oakland Raiders did everybody says the A's play poor ball which they do they have a top 10 richest owner in the MLB they do it's kind of funny to think about but speaking of the Blue Jays they play the Rangers um, in in Toronto they will actually get to play in Toronto this year the full season hopefully if uh, if Justin Trudeau doesn't want to get his panties in a twat again but uh, no, the the Blue Jays will get to play in Toronto uh, against the Rangers with John Gray on the mound for the Rangers. John Gray, he's gonna be good outside of Colorado. What are the few? What are the Rockies doing, by the way? Nothing. He's one of the few guys who liked pitching in Coors, and they didn't even tender him a qualifying offer. Did the Rockies even play this week? Yeah, they played. They played the Dodgers in in Coors. That's going to be a murder fest. Let's not talk about well, that. Well, you've got Walker, you've got Walker Bueller on the mound for the Dodgers. Chris Bryant. Hey. The Rockies, listen, I will say admittedly, I do like the Rockies a little bit. Their jerseys are fire, and yes. that's the only reason. But they have some good young guys. They do. Garrett Hampson, 
Brennan Rogers, he's a stud. Uh, coming up sometime this year or next year, Zach Veen, mm-hmm. he'll be good. Uh, they got Connor Joe, who I don't know if you knew this, was in the 98th percentile in exit velocity. I don't that's know. another stat that I don't understand. That's the, I won't go on that. Tangent. That means you hit the ball hard. Well, I know that's what that means, but like everyone's like exit velo, exit below. Your launch angle makes mo- so much more sense, though. It, it's it's an equilibrium uh, between your your velocity off the bat and then your angle. It's it's almost like baseball fans don't take physics in high school. No, <laughs> or they do and they don't pay attention. This new era of stack cast, exit velocity, and launch angle. All it is is pushing the game more and more every year towards the three true outcomes. You either hit a home run, you walk, or you strike out. That's about it. There's no love for BABIP. <laughs> but but I, I think that the Dodgers are going to demolish the Rockies because the Rockies have like three things going for them, and it's their, minor, it's, their, it's their young guys. It's the fact that they always play at home in cores. Which is a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. Herman Marquez, he's a dude. He's pretty good. That's true. And uh, and I think that I think that just being in Colorado is pretty cool. Yes. It's it's, it's, it's pretty. By the cool. way, their team store closed on Mondays. Doesn't make any sense. What? What? Yeah, I went I went to Denver on my way back from uh, Breckenridge this last summer, and I went. We were in Denver uh, the day that we were heading back. We kind of just had like a afternoon there. We were going to stop in at the team store in the stadium so I could get a jersey, right? I wanted mm-hmm. a purple Trevor Story one. I knew he was going to be gone. They should have traded him at the deadline. What are they doing? Um, but I knew he was going to be gone. I wanted a purple Trevor Story jersey. The team store was closed on Mondays, and uh, they had a home game that night, and the team store was closed. I don't know how that worked. They were playing the Marlins. Um, <laughs> I like the Marlins, by the way. But uh, no, the the uh, the Rockies are going to get absolutely demolished by the Dodgers, in my opinion. Um, other games that day include the Mets at Nationals again for Game Two. Um, Brewers returning to uh, Chicago for the Cubs. The Mariners will finally get a face off against the Twins. Um, both of those starting pitchers have not been decided yet, and uh, both of those rosters have not been. I just, decided I, yet. I would assume it'll be Logan Gilbert, not Logan Gilbert, uh, Robbie Ray. No, probably. He was projected to. He was supposed to pitch tomorrow, but since they postponed against, the game against what Joe Ryan, I think it was that. Yeah, when I was looking over it yesterday. Um, but then the the last official home opener is going to be uh, in the Bay. San Francisco will be hosting the Miami Marlins. You'll have uh, Sandy Alcantara, and then you'll have Logan Webb for the Marlins and the Giants, respectively. Uh, that's a Marlins win. Alcantara is a. Stud, hundred mile an hour sinker, hundred mile an hour fastball. Holy smokes! I'm, look, I'm looking at these. I'm looking at these batting averages against uh, Alcantara, and half their roster has not met Alcantara yet. Yeah, no. And then the other half oh, is batting under is is batting under two hundred. They're gonna meet him. Huh. They're gonna meet him. Man. There's five guys on their roster who are 0-4 against him. By the way, within two years, the Marlins will without a doubt have the best rotation in baseball. I Sandy think- Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez. Uh, you got uh, Stud and Diamond Dynasty last year. What was his name? Edward Cabrera. <laughs> he's good. Sixto Sanchez. Uh, there's another one. Yuri Perez. Mm-hmm. He's coming up. That's that's a five right there. That if they all develop right, may not. That may be one of the best rotations ever. Yeah, I I think you make a solid point. They have Anthony Bass on the rotation right now. Anthony the Bass Bender. Master. They have Anthony Bender as well. Uh, Richard Blear. 
uh, Daniel Castano, Dylan Floro in their bullpen, Lewis Head, or Luis Head, um, Elisa Hernandez. Um, the bullpen needs some help. Yeah, we have Jesus Lizardo, Stephen Ogert. He's supposed to be good too. Lizardo, Lizardo. the Lizard King is what they call him. Do they really? Yep. Nice. He looks. He's a weird looking dude. Yeah, I guess you're right. Cody P- Cody Poti, uh, Trevor Rogers, Tanner Scott, and Cole Brett Eibner. Huh? The former Kansas City Royals outfielder Brett Eibner is a pitcher in the Marlins organization now. Is he really? Yep, he's kind of like Anthony Ghost. Remember him? Yeah. He was an outfielder for the Tigers, and now he's a stud relief pitcher for Cleveland. It's 100. <laughs> the uh, Guardians. I, I'll call them the Indians. I don't care anymore. They've got Jazz Chisholm in the infield, John Birdie, Ryan Anderson, uh, Jesus Aguilar. Michael, so for the Jesus game, himself, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, no, the so the game that we're going on this Sunday, mm-hmm. Michael bought a long-lived Chief Wahoo flag, and it has a huge Chief Wahoo <laughs> logo on it. Oh, we're going to get in so much trouble. No. Um, I'm going to a Houston game this summer in Houston. I'm going to get kicked trash out. Trash can. I will be lifetime banned from that stadium. I hate the Astros. I think everyone does. I think everyone does. Except Astros fans. Somehow. Jorge Soler is with, uh, is with oh, Miami now. yeah. He's okay. He was good last year for the Braves. He was good, really good. He was really good for the Braves last not, year. Not really good for the Royals. No, at least he got a ring, though. I'll he be did. honest. He, did. He, he got a ring, so good we're kind of happy. Good for George. That. No, I mean that, that's how the opening day is going. Uh, how opening days are going to look, and then Saturday is just what are there? There's eight games, twelve games. We're looking at we're looking at fifteen games. Thirty teams will be playing on Saturday. It's going to be a fun. Fun opening weekend. Uh, I have my fantasy baseball draft tonight at seven thirty. So, do you know what pick we are? I do not. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at uh, SSN, SSN underscore Royals. Yes, uh, for the best Royals content out there. Yeah, we do run that account. It's part of Sideline Sports Network. If you guys want to check that out as well, it should be on Twitter at uh, at Sidelines. Sideline Sports Network. Yeah, and uh, you can follow plenty of other organizations there. There's uh, Nebraska has their own account. Uh, Nevin, you help run that one as well. I basically run that. You basically Tom does not do anything. Let's be. We all love Tom. Though. Yes, Tom. Love Tom is a lovable man. I, I promise you, whatever college team you enjoy watching, and for whatever reason, there is one. an account for it. Especially D one schools. We have a St. Peter's one. We have an Oral Roberts one yeah. from last year. We have. We have NAIA schools. We have a. We have MIAA Division two. We've got Pittsburgh State University. Um, we've got that account there. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty cool. They're the gorillas. Any professional team too. Yeah. A lot of professional teams. have. we've got one for, do we have one for every MLB team now? Close. I think we're missing like five. Yeah. I think it's ironically, I think it's all the big net or big market ones too. Um, most NHL teams will have them now. Most NFL teams will have them now. Um, the only, the only professional sport that we don't have an account for is, uh, international soccer. Um, or domestic soccer, I guess. We, we don't have, have a few of those, yet. too. We do have a few of those. We don't have a lot, though. But, but go give it, check it out. Check if it out. you guys are interested in helping out um, Sideline Sports Networks, you can also go and reach out to them. Um, I do recommend just DMing the main account, um, and you can say, hey, are there any openings? And you can uh, you can help join our community as well. Thank you, Nevin, for coming on to the, uh, the 40-man podcast. Uh, where do you want them to follow you personally at? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
Maybe it's not a recommended thing, but you guys should My definitely... My Twitter sucks. Just uh, uh, stick with the sidelines ones. Yeah, I do definitely recommend going and listening to his podcast, though. He's super knowledgeable about Husker football. It's called the Black Shirts Podcast. You can find it on Spotify. Uh, super knowledgeable guy. Good friend. Um, but you can follow the podcast here for the 40 Man uh, on Twitter at the 40 Man Podcast. That is T-H-E-4-0-M-A-N podcast on Twitter. You can also like, follow, and share the podcast on any um, any streaming platform you want. That's Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, wherever you may find this at. Uh, go ahead and share that with your friends, your family, any baseball fan that you know. Uh, it'd greatly be appreciated. Once again, thank you for listening to the 40 Man Podcast. I will see you all next time. Peace.